0: Hello my spanky candles, this is your buckwheat pillow host Matthew Sanborn Smith and his Darla rod cast, Beware the Hairy Mango. Today's story is all about mass destruction by way of mass creation. The next time you want to create mass by squeezing into a booth at your favorite diner with your deer and eat everything on the menu, you may get up to leave only to discover your elk lodged. Elk Lodged by Matthew Sanborn Smith. As you might imagine, it was only a matter of time until the Elks Lodge created a giant monster. They liked their Godzilla movies fine, but where were all the American creatures of mass destruction? Sure, King Kong was a New Yorker in the end, and his flesh did go on to feed many hungry Americans when there was a depression going on, but he did come over on the boat. The Elks wanted a monster born and bred in the States, and what better creature than a 700-foot elk? They sent the word out to capture the finest elk in the Rockies, and their timing could not have been better. This happened in that fateful year when the Rockies had finally destroyed their greatest rival among mountain ranges, the Sierras, but had not yet been covered by the wily Paperies. The perfect elk was found captain of his football team, incredible grades, and more antler points than his sports career and GPA combined. His nickname in college was Moose, which almost led the Elks Lodge to miss him altogether, but once the confusion was cleared up, they brought him to the Elks Veterans Memorial Rotunda in Chicago and got down to work. Contrary to popular belief, it's no easy task to create a 700-foot elk. Nuclear waste is hard to come by, and random chemical runoff could wind up being nothing more than dishwashing liquid. They were able to create a very shiny elk with a lemon-fresh scent, but all their other experiments just led to tumors. Now the tumors certainly did lead to a bulkier animal, but those involved were hoping for health as well, especially Moose himself. Some months after Moose's unfortunate death, even more unfortunate cybernetic reanimation than very fortunate re-death, the elks realized the only way to make a giant elk that was all elk flesh was to use elk flesh. No, they didn't feed the elks to each other, that would have been inhumane. Instead, they gathered hundreds of elks into the rotunda and pasted them all together into a giant elk shape. But their organization Organization was not designed for creating 700-foot elks. When their haste to get this show on the road clashed with their obsession with secrecy, what they got was an elk that was only 250 feet tall and was also trapped inside the rotunda as if it were a turtle shell. Admittedly, this helped when the Illinois National Guard attacked. The rotunda acted like a flak jacket, protecting many of the elk's vital organs. Remember, if you will, that all these elk organs were made of actual elks. The creature was something of a fractal, or a fract elk. The members of the Elks Lodge had expected the attacks and took them in stride. What they were upset about was the monster's lack of monstrosity. Their creation had no desire to destroy anything. All it wanted to do was eat trees and be left alone. What a bummer. Its masters had been hoping to at least fuck up Milwaukee. It was time for an attitude adjustment. They paid a cow to pretend it would be his girlfriend, an elk cow, not a cow cow, that would be sick, and then break up with him. Then they got it drunk on three local microbreweries. But they didn't get the drunken rage that they had hoped for. The fracked elk just fell apart. Not only emotionally, but physically, too, as the alcohol loosened the pace that had held the elks together. If only they had been held together by teamwork. The elk gang, thousands strong, turned Lake Michigan's fresh water to salt with their tears and buried Chicago in half a foot of elk poo. In the end, the elk lodge chalked that up as a win. <laughs> If this story was dear to you, you can shoot it and other wascally wappities at the UR Elk of the Lawrence Welch, BewareTheHairyMango.com. You try coming up with a rhyme for Elk. Send me some mail! Rumble bronxedly in the comments for this post or rally mail me and we'll race each other's gumballs at Matthew at or watch the Queen of England totally fuck up our new cloaks at BewareTheHairyMango at gmail.com. You know how many mermans died for that cloak, Liz? Now oh, nothing's coming up roses. Whenever we cow tip our hat to you, the SF and SF signal stands for shitty fedoras. That's not a slam against SF. Signal.com's favorite haberdasher, Hattie Arbuckle, but a simple admission of our pension for standing on our heads in every cow pasture we can find. If you were into that, you'd wear a hat too, but take it from me, there's only so many times you can walk down the street while small children call you stinkheads. We're dying to make a comment like, at least we're not sitting in it, but then we realize their diapers are cleaner than our hats. Tweet to mofos near info that all the most middle-of-the-road yellow lines follow me at twitter.com slash upwithgravity, as long as I'm driving. There was that one time the lines followed me home, and all the cars on northbound US-1 tore the fuck out of my kitchen. I had to put up a toll booth to make them stop. I don't even feel like talking about Tumblr today. Fuck Tumblr. Fumbler. If you dig the mango, I could really use a couple of your soft-earned dollars, not the hard ones. I'd feel bad taking them, and they scratch my bottom through my thin wallet. I promise to spend the money on good things, like carrot sticks and... Pea stones. Man, I hope I pass that one pea stone soon. Wait, forget what I said. I kinda could use something scratchy for my bottom. This podcast wallows gleefully in a slot made from its own despair, but mixed in a honey mustard sauce so as to make it all quite bearable until the inevitable end, which might be worth looking forward to if there's an afterlife full of foot massages covered in ranch dressing, because it's pretty certain it will be sick of honey mustard by that time and even sicker of its homemade Creative Commons attribution non-commercial share like 4.0 international license sauce. Until Dr. Phil finally confronts Nurse Empty, this will dance exactly like Matthew Sanborn Smith doesn't, while reminding you, no guts hole, no glory hole. Good night. If you dig the mango, I could really, u- <coughs> I could really use a lozenge.